You're listening to the Longer Haul Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. Episode number 86. Welcome to the Longer Haul Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now, your hosts, Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for tuning in and listening wherever you are and wherever this finds you. Thanks for making this podcast today a part of your day. If it's your first time listening to the show, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you. And I love new people. Are, new, people new people are also are amazing. We like new people them. are amazing. Welcome. Welcome, new people. And if you're not new people, we love you too. And we're glad you are here for sure. Uh, show notes today for this episode will be at thelongerhall.com slash episode 086, thelongerhall.com slash episode 086. Of course, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you subscribe to it wherever you're listening. So be that iTunes or Google Play or Spotify or, I don't know, wherever else you might be listening. You uh, You should subscribe so you get it each and every time it comes out. It's a good plan. Subscribing, it makes it easy because it just pops up on your little phone there, like all big time. It's cool like that. Yeah. That's what I do That's for why my podcast that I listen to. They just we make like it easy. Up. That's what we want to do. We just want to make Because all easy. my podcasts are like Disney and Magic. But, and you know, youth I got a couple of the youth ministry. Yeah. But, yeah. That and Annie F. Downs. I mean, I can't help but help myself. But, yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. Do you, do you cry when you listen to her podcast? Golly, dude, she is really good. I'm at, I, I may get to meet her. She doesn't know this yet. I've never met her before. She's coming to do. She's coming, she's coming to do a, she a doesn't know ministry that, event here. She doesn't know she's going to get to meet you. That's great. Yeah, if somebody knows her, this is going to be really creepy. But um, yeah, she's coming and she uh, is doing a women's ministry event. And I already spoke with one of the girls. I'm like, hey, listen, you got to introduce me to Annie F. Downs. People that aren't listening are going, who's Annie F. Downs? If they don't know who she is, because ooh, she's good. Anyway, yeah, yep. We should have her on the hey, podcast. So, uh, yeah, I may, uh, you know, I may try. It'd be good. Yeah, um, so that's Jody. I'm talking to there. Jody is a youth pastor in California. Um, what's the most California thing you're doing lately? By the way, like, what's the most California thing you've sold out to? Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, we go to the beach a lot. I say a lot. We we go quite a bit. We go. I mean, we're we're a few hours away, but we drive down often. Yeah. I the ate beach, a lot of tacos, man. but I did that before I moved here. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> I really like tacos. Hey, did you see the picture I sent you, by the way? Which one? I sent you a picture of a restaurant that we were driving past. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You never responded, so I didn't know if you got it. Because well, we always yeah, talk about know. Chewy's, which is like our favorite. It is. And they don't have that here. They don't have Chewy's here. So that restaurant looked like a Chewy's, but it was called Chevy's. Chevy's. So it was like... If you take the U and the V and you swap, did them you go? Was, I've been no. to H Chevy, a Chevy's before, and the Chevy's pretty good. Yeah, it was closed. It wasn't open. It wasn't open anymore. It was yeah. abandoned, yeah. probably because it should have been a Chewy's. Yeah, well, that's cool. I love Mexican food. Anyway, ain't no lie. So right. Jody's a youth pastor around in California. I'm a youth pastor here in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia area, and we've both been doing it for a little while. So we uh, we do this podcast just as a way to reach out and help folks. So thank. Thanks for being here. Uh, you can find Jody at Jody Livingston on social media. You can find me at Chris Trent on social media as well. We're all over the place. If you yeah. watch me, get ready for a lot of Disney because <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's my life. 
So, uh, yeah, man. So, um, what's going on? How, How's life? Well, you were in Disney. I was. You were there was. for... for You're going to ask about birthday. this because... Um, I was ready. following you along. Sure? You were? So, when, my wife had a birthday in February, and we went down for a few days. We are currently um, annual pass holders. And so, we went down for a few days. She had never been on her birthday. She had been close, but never you know, on her birthday. And my son, you know, he's 18, my daughter's 15, and we decided to do something a little nuts this year. We decided to make ourselves a a challenge for one of the days. Um, so I pitched this idea to my family, and they bought in immediately. Um, and we started developing this thing, but we created what well, it's not new. It didn't create the idea, but we created our own version of it, though, which is our four-park one-day challenge. So we did all four parks, uh, Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Epcot, and Hollywood Studios. Uh, all in one day, but then we had these little rules, you know, like, oh, you got to ride four rides in each park and you got to meet a character and you got to eat food and, you know, all these different things. And, and like, uh, a, explain the pen swap to people who don't live in. Yeah. So you had to swap a pen and the goal there was, when, I didn't detail that out on the thing, but you, you, you can do pen trading at Disney. Like all the cast members, most of the cast members have pens. And if you have okay. di- official Disney pens, you can just walk up and they have to trade with you whatever they have on their little lanyard. So that's kind of fun. You know, we used to do it when the kids were smaller, a whole lot more. We don't do it as much now, but I had that in there as a little bit of a challenge with the goal though, of trying to find a pen that represented each park. And we, okay. we came close. I mean, we, we did pen trade in every park and uh, we got a couple that were really park focused, but there were a couple of them just kind of like more generic, but um, that was just an easy way to connect with cast members. That's really cool. So, so, so next fun. year it's a, Six, seven, eight park challenge. You're gonna do. <laughs> That's not a thing, but yeah, it is because you're gonna do. You're gonna do all of the parks. Oh, okay, so check this out, Jody. You laugh at me right now. Star Wars thing, right, and then so you're we, gonna come to California and do the three here. With so the Star we Wars. knocked out. We we were down. We were down three. We knocked out three parks. We were three parks in. You know, we had done. We opened a Magic Kingdom, went to Animal Kingdom, and then we were leaving Hollywood Studios. We were on a boat and met this family, or not this family, but this this like couple. There were and. This one girl is from California, right? Yeah. And we get to talk in because we just love talking to people. And she said, and we tell them what we're doing. And they're like, that's really super cool. She goes, check out what I'm about to do. She said, I'm going back on Thursday to California, but I'm going to get a picture in front of the Magic Kingdom before I leave. I'm going to go to the park. I'm flying to California and then I'm going to Disneyland in the same day. And I'm going to get a picture in front of the castle there. And sit, and I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Like, <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's like super cool. So she laid down a challenge. You should do that. Yeah. Well, we had fun, man. It was a lot of fun until the, the fourth, when we got to the fourth park though, Epcot that night, the, I mean, the, it just dropped, just rained oh, like crazy. It was man. supposed so, to rain. I remember you. We had it. to, on our challenge was to watch a fireworks show and they do fireworks in the rain, but it was pouring, but we're standing there on an umbrella watching the fireworks. It was crazy. But at that point, we were like, oh, we're finishing. So we did it. I mean, yeah. it was fun, dude. It was just fun. My family's nuts like that. If you look, some people are listening right now. They're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Some people are listening and going, I could, I would rather do anything else than that. Like spending that much time in a yeah. park doesn't sound fun. I get it. Hashtag that's fine. Trent family fun. That's it, man. We had a good time. Next one we're going to do, though, in, um, we, we think we're working on, because we love it so much, we're creating a new challenge. We think <laughs> we're going to do one park one day. And we're going to try to ride every ride, every ride in Magic Kingdom and every show in Magic Kingdom as well. Like do the entire park like in one day, which is doable. I mean, some people have done every ride in every park in one day. So surely we can do Magic Kingdom. So 
wow. which means I'm going to have to watch the Tiki Room, which is kind of lame. But, you know, if you got to do it, you got to do it. <laughs> and the Tiki, 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 Tiki Room. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. The birds? I'll take you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Long time yeah. ago. Long time ago when you were a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's my life. People have stopped. Li- people stop listening. There's like three people listening now at this point. They're, no, they they're just lost. skipped ahead. They're yeah, just so still <laughs> hitting the skip ahead part <laughs> until they hear us actually talking about something else. Well, don't skip ahead before we say this right here. We've got some folks that help us do this thing because we don't make money doing this. Um, it costs money to do this. And we've got some folks that love what we do. And they, more importantly, they love youth pastors and people who invest in youth pastors and youth ministry. YM360 is the biggest uh, of that. And they, they could help you as well. Uh, they, they do everything. They do Bible study curriculum, student devotionals, uh, Dean out resources, youth leader development, and a timely thing right now is camp for them. Uh, they, they have just, you know, they're getting ready for this summer, but the other thing that they're doing that's super cool is they just released all of the 2020 dates. Super excited for Roger and the team because they are now going to three teams in 2020 that'll, that'll do. And so that added a ton of dates and options for them. Yeah. So I think they're doing, um, is it I just talked to him because I was like trying to figure out some camp stuff for us. Yeah. They, they don't, so many options now, but we're uh, a little too far west for them right now, but not forever. They're coming for you eventually, though, man. I'm telling you. He's well, they're uh, yeah. I mean, they're they're you could we're within a few hours. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man. Why I'm three sixty youth ministry three sixty super awesome people. They've got resources for you, and then just a real big thank you to the folks over at. George Baptist Mission Board, Ricky Smith and all of his guys just helping us out. StudentMinistryNetwork.com. They just love investing in youth pastors as well. And as a result, they're kind of helping us do this. So they've got resources also. Uh, you don't have to be Baptist to be a part of it, and you don't have to live in Georgia to be a part of it. Um, so if you're looking for just some some help as there. evidenced by me. That's it. That's it. You're a California boy. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Uh, today's episode, super good interview, right? We say that about everybody, yeah. but we only interview great people. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Yeah. There was this <laughs> one guy on back in episode 450. 36? 36 and 50. Right? <laughs> and he just keeps hanging guys, around. I don't know. Started, I can't figure out how to bring it up, but it's, it's just yeah. awkward. Every time. Uh, so Ben Trueblood from Lifeway today. And yeah, Ben's a good guy. He's friend. He's been on before. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. He like knows him. the stuff, man, and loves youth ministry as a long timer for sure. So here's a question for you. We're going to be talking specifically about a study that they did years back uh, that's often referred to as the dropout study. You'll hear us mention that in the podcast. But Jody, a question for you. When it comes to youth ministry, after you've you know been in it for a little while, which you have, which I have, right? Um one of the things you'll start to experience is when you've seen, you know, once you're five or 10 years in, you start to really get a feel for the fruit of your efforts, if you will. Um, have you struggled over the years seeing kids that have been strong in your youth ministry or involved in your youth ministry all of a sudden dropping out, you know, when they get to college and taking a break from church altogether? Yeah, no, that never happens to kids who graduate my ministry. Oh, they just so you figured out the secret. You should write a book. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you should. You maybe, should write maybe a book on that. Yeah. No, I think everybody struggles yeah. with that, and and I think what makes that hard is you start looking at what you did as a youth pastor. Like, oh, okay, 
See, that's where I was going to go with that. Yeah. Where where did I did I go wrong here? Did I? What could I? What could I have done differently? Yeah. Yeah. Right? And and so and it's heartbreaking. I mean, you just you hurt for those students. Now, what what has what I have seen, and, and I, maybe I'm curious to see about you in this. Like, there have been many of those moments and those students who you look at and you go, "What the heck are you doing? Why are you out?" You know, where life kind of hits a space for them where they kind of recognize a bit and and I'll get that phone call and they're well yep. into adult life um, or a message on you know whatever but but they they they'll reach back out and and kind of talk through stuff and so I think that doesn't always happen like I don't want to picture you know paint a picture that, that that that's like a a constant but I think that's where the encouragement, even in that, comes back. It's like, man, yeah, I you're you're grown, and, and a lot of times now, like, okay, you you're married, or you have kids, or, but I'm still your student pastor. You know, I'm still the guy you trust to pick up and call. Um, now go back to church. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, it's it's hard, man. What about you? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's um, it's definitely been a challenge over the years. You know, you um, you see the kids that end up doing, you know, end up staying and let's, let's clarify a couple terms here. You know, ultimately we know that church attendance doesn't automatically equal walk with Christ or walk with Christ doesn't automatically equal church attendance. Okay. There's the asterisk in this whole thing. We get that. But that said, generally speaking, we would all agree. I think we'd all agree that man, if you're walking with Jesus, you're going to be involved in the church. Ben talks about that a little bit in the interview. Um, yeah. So I think it, it is a fair indication to say, man, you know, when you graduate high school, are you staying involved in some capacity in the local church, including if you go off to college somewhere, are you going to start going to church or are you just going to do your sorority fraternity thing or whatever and never darken the door of a church or any kind of Bible study or anything? So that said, yeah, you know, I mean, I've definitely had the kids that, that fall off the, you know, they just start <laughs> you getting crazy. Fall off the, you were going to say fall off the wagon. Yeah. I mean, in the sense of, well, uh, there's a yeah, few yeah, that do that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, but I mean, you know, they just sort of, they, for whatever reason, they walk away from what's normal, you know, yeah. and, and boy, we could dig in, dig in, dig in all kinds of theories and reasons why. Here's what I would say, though. The reason why this episode is important is we do have a responsibility to acknowledge, one, that this is real and it happens, and then two, to do our best to do ministry in a way that helps students not walk away from their faith or walk away from practicing their faith, maybe would be a better way to say that. Um, So we need to consider those things. And the great thing has been, you know, him, he and his team have, have done some research that'll help us to understand, especially listen towards the second half of the interview. It's not a long interview um, because he gives a, one very specific thing that they discovered that would make a huge difference. And that's the moment where when you listen to podcasts like this, where you kind of have to figure out a takeaway, this would be a takeaway moment. Um, and we'll come back at the end of the uh, the interview. You and I can talk about that just a little bit and how that plays out in our world. Um, so I'd be curious about that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think there's a lot here to take away and um, certainly a lot to be challenged by, but but encouraging even like in, in kind of what you're saying. Oh yeah. Some things they found. Well, that's what, that's another thing he says. He talks about they, the, the approach they took this year or on this, not this year, this, this um, research project 
was more of a positive approach than coming at it from a negative. And he talks about that right at the beginning. It's really cool. So, yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, let's jump in here. Yeah, let's uh, do it. Here is uh, Ben Trueblood. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. All right. So, hey, we're going to start a minute early here with Ben Trueblood. What's up, Ben? How are you, man? I'm good. Thanks Welcome. for having me on. Well, thanks for hanging out, man. You guys are hanging. You're, you're hanging out all weekend. You guys have a booth here with Lifeway, and you're just hanging out with people all weekend long. We're here now. Here's what I will say: just one thing I already love about you, Ben, is and we've we've known each other for a little while. But yesterday, I, I walked up to talk to you a little bit about what we're going to do right now. And one of the things I love: you were hanging out with a guy, and you guys were just talking life, getting into getting into the weeds for a minute about ministry, and that's one of the best things about these conferences. Yeah, absolutely. It It is one of the best things, and man, anytime we go somewhere or phone number, email, like the best thing about what we do is those conversations with youth pastors. That's yeah. why we do it. That's all. So you are the director of student ministries. That sounds very fancy, but ultimately you kind of <laughs> lead right. out student ministries in Lifeway, right? Yeah, that's right. That's a good time. It's awesome. And so take a minute, tell everybody, how did student ministry happen for you? Because you've been doing this for a long time now. Yeah. Not saying you're old, but you know. Uh, Get, so getting up there. You're getting up there. And, uh, and so you've been doing this a little while. And how did you end up at Lifeway and kind of what are you doing these days? Yeah, so I uh, started as a middle school pastor in uh, 2000. Uh, and That's because was awesome in the local people church. Are, are middle school pastors. Awesome people are, it's true. Awesome people are middle school pastors. Yeah. Uh, we, we did some research recently that I think we're going to get to in a little bit. And some of that was about like, do you like working with middle schoolers and do you like working with high schoolers? And so it's interesting stuff. But uh, yeah, so served in local churches uh, um, along the way and have been at Lifeway now for uh, seven years. So, oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. Serve in uh, a teach small group of 11th grade boys in the church that I'm in now, but not middle school, not middle school. I did that. <laughs> My son's in middle school. So I'm giving a, I'm giving him a little bit of a breather there. Uh, but yeah, so serving still in student ministry from a, a volunteer capacity. Um, and just cause I love it. Like I, I didn't want to go work in a student ministry organization and not still be connected to student no, ministry it. in some it. way. So. And that's really a core, and, and we don't want to dig too deep into it, but that's a, that's a core value. You as a, a, a guy leading a team, that's a core value that you've really, you're asking your team. I remember when yeah. I came out, I, yeah, hung out, I came out a couple years ago and hung out a little bit at Lifeway for a thing. And everybody working in your office, you're, you're really hoping that they all serve in ministry. Yeah. And kind of beyond hoping like we yeah, it's an expectation like i ask it in interviews and yeah like hey how are you going to plug into student ministry yeah, when you move awesome. here and things like that so that's, that's cool yeah that's awesome that's good so current things happening in your life you've got a couple books coming out or they've just come out actually so talk yeah. about those for a second and maybe let's dig into one of them yeah just released middle of january um so one is called within reach and it's based around uh the newest research that we've just done on how teenagers stay connected to the church once they graduate high school and move out of our student ministry. So the original, what had become known as the dropout study, which I think it's kind of, it was named in kind of a negative connotation, you know, so it's, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. but that was done 11 years ago. And wow. so we wanted to come back and Gosh. redo some of the pieces of that study to see where we are today. Yeah. Uh, and Lifeway Research originally did that study 11 years ago. Uh, so we wanted to redo that and kind of give the update on where we are, as well as maybe 
ask the same question so that we're comparing apples to apples, but also put some other things in there that we wanted to find out and even research on student pastors so that we could layer the data over itself and say, okay, students are saying these things after they've graduated student ministry. Student pastors are doing and behaving this way. Maybe there's some correlation that we can see to what's going on. So that's that's kind of the the, approach that we took. The positive then, like instead of Here's, here's why they're leaving. Here's kind of why they're staying. And- yeah, I think there's both. What we, one of the reasons why we called the book Within Reach uh, is because we wanted to let people know that, like, yes, 66% of teenagers, when they enter their college years, are dropping out of the church. But what we saw in the research is that hope is within reach. Like there are things that we can do practically right now in student ministry to really impact that number. We didn't see in the research that a total overhaul of student ministry is needed, but that there is a lot of power in small changes that can be made along the way. That's great. So that's kind of the approach that we want to take. We still use the word dropout because of the previous study and to make things consistent, but it still just doesn't yeah. sit right. Because I, I want to approach it from a positive angle and not just say, yeah. man, this is what's going wrong. Because there are a lot of things that are happening that are right. Yeah. yeah. yeah out of that research, another book came out of that as well, right? Uh, man, it's interesting. Well, the college, you said, yeah, yeah. So the other book that we released last, uh, in the middle of January, um, was it's called A Different College Experience. Okay. So I wrote that with a friend of mine. His name's Brian Mills. He's a college pastor in Northwest Arkansas. And that book actually came about before the research was done. They released the same time, but they're not really correlated, but they are because they're similar. So this, a different college experience is meant for uh, high school seniors that are getting ready to graduate. Maybe read that along with parents. It's a good read for parents to kind of have conversations in that home that last year before they leave, as well as those beginning their college journey. Um, So it's, it's just... That one came about, Brian and I were at a conference together. We were sitting on a bus going to this next piece of this conference, and he had just uh, made the transition to college ministry. And I asked him, now that you're getting students on the other side of student ministry, what would you do differently if you went back to be a student pastor to prepare Mm, them better for those college years? And out of that conversation became a different college experience, the book. And so... Uh, we're excited about that opportunity. It's kind of like the last, if I could say one last thing, if, if Brian could say one last thing to students as they leave our student ministries, what would that last thing be? And so that that's, that's the genesis cool. of that. Woo, that's good. Yeah. So then from the research, I know there's one piece in particular that, that Chris and I have talked about that, that's come out, and yeah. it's this, this idea of adults investing. Yeah. Can you flesh that out for us a little? Absolutely. And so the idea of adults investing and the importance of that is not a new idea in student ministry, sure, right? Sure. And the, the fact that, hey, if you have multiple adults investing, like that's a good thing. It's going to be better for discipleship. It's going to be better for lifelong faith, things like that. But what's great about what we found in the research is that that idea has now accelerated to be the number one indicator of whether or not a teenager stays connected to church after high school. Wow. Is the number of adults that are investing in their life. And we even found a tipping point to that number. So when a, when a high school, when a person in high school who's active in the church, when they have three or more adult spiritual mentors, they're three times more likely to stay connected to the church during their college years. And while we wouldn't say like the goal of student ministry is to just build church attendance, somebody who is walking closely with Jesus and has a growing active faith 
will What's be connected to a yeah, church. That's, that's, right? that's a fair so, indicator. Yeah. yeah. So that's and and it's also measurable. So that's the approach right. we took there. And man, that three number, and that's not including parents, by the way. So if you have parents in the home who are actively discipling and involved in spiritual conversations, things like that, then you know that's a multiplier as well. But this is church-based spiritual mentors, three or more, you're three times more likely to stay connected. So it's, oh, it's a powerful good. statistic. Well, and what I love about that is that three seems like within reach, right? Like yeah. it doesn't matter, the, the, like any church can find three yeah. people to pour in. So you're not saying you gotta have 20, you're not, you're not saying you gotta have, I mean, man, three is doable. It is. And the way we kind of break it down, it just, uh, there's many, there are many ways to do it, and context plays a factor here and all that. But one of the ways that we break it down, student pastor can be one, right? Okay. Yeah. Student pastor or spouse can be like that. That's definitely could be one of those. Uh, your small group leader, whether that's a Sunday school class or a Tuesday home group or whatever. And then if you do some type of other discipleship environment, you're at your three, right? Yeah. Or if there's somebody who you have a, some, there are always those volunteers in student ministry that like, they don't serve on a weekly basis but they're like the ninth grade boys disciple now home every year. Every year. Like right. that. Yeah, totally. From that yeah. relationships form and can be one of those three. So like you said, Jody, like it, it's doable. Like we yeah. can actually do this. So as a parent, if I'm sitting here, if, I, if I'm thinking, okay, cause I have teenagers, um, a ninth grader, 12th grader, um, a teacher, even a coach, even if I if I'm intentionally trying to think, man, if I had, if I'm trying to be intentional and say, hey, man, that person could be that for my kid as well. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that coach or teacher that's a, a, yeah. a follower of Jesus that spends time and builds that relationship and uses but with the some platform that they've given, though, not just absolutely happens to be a Christian. Not teacher. just yeah, my coach is a Christian, but somebody yeah. that actually takes time to invest in that yeah. for your kids, for example, to invest in your sure. kid. Yeah, that could fall into that that number. What the other thing that we saw, and this is kind of a little bit of a ooh cringe moment, All right, is that go. while so we saw that that's the case, right? And in the student pastor part of the research, we also saw that there is a pretty large gap in the time spent that the student pastors are spending training volunteers. So here we have this number one indicator: adult spiritual mentors are the ones who really move the needle on a teenager staying connected to the church, yet we don't do a great job of continually coaching and discipling and training those adult, adult volunteers. But the good news is, is that's something that we can do too, yeah, that's right? Something Through social media and like all, there are ways now to train volunteers consistently that just weren't around 20 years ago. Right, and so I think using the tools that we have, we can up the game in training, which the end result is discipleship of teenagers. I'm also hearing those adults that we're talking about training. Part of that training is to make sure they understand that yeah, it's awesome that you're willing to volunteer to hang out with kids. Yeah, we need you. That's right. But we need you to be more than a fun adult in their life. We need, totally. we need, we need that to go a little deeper. We need you to be having yeah. discipleship yeah, conversations. Much deeper We than need that. you to be talking about Jesus with them and you've got to get to, but most adults are probably freaking out a little bit about it. I mean, the average volunteer adult may not, that may not be supernatural for them, but that's where we as, that's our responsibility to help create a culture where they yeah. understand how they can make those conversations happen. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. It's not just 
adult spiritual mentor would not just be, I'm around and I know that that person cares for me. But it's somebody that walks intentionally with them that can help them learn how to apply scripture in the moment to the real things they're dealing with in their lives. And I think one of the, the, the magic things about having multiple adults is that they hear different perspectives of people's real walks with Jesus. So adult number one may be walking through this issue and applying scripture and dealing with this issue, while adult number three is walking through something or had something in their past happen that's totally different. So the teenager, by having multiple adult influences, is seeing how God's word and these, the faith of these adults applies in different ways and different perspectives. So they get this idea of, man, this relationship with Jesus thing like it really matters to these people. It really works. It, it, it really is real. Like they do this in their daily life every day and in different ways. Yeah, and so I think that's what's powerful about it. To your point, that's beyond just hanging out. Yes. It, it, yeah. it takes a relationship that's centered around God's, around God's word and somebody who's willing to dive into uh, what is probably the messy life of a teenager and to reveal in a little bit of appropriate transparency a little bit of the mess that's going on in their life too. Yeah, it's and more than showing up and teaching a lesson. It's more than show. It's really doing life alongside them. Yeah, inviting them into their life. Yeah, and that and that takes training. That takes training for most people to yeah. know what's appropriate transparency, right? Right. And to how, okay, here's how you help them apply God's word. All of those things take take training. No, oh, that's good. The overwhelming part of this for me, as I hear this, just being really honest, is. When I think of the average kid in my culture that I'm serving in and the average parenting style of get my kid involved in as much as possible to help them be a success one day. Yeah. They're playing so many sports or so many activities, so many things, so many do it. When I think of the average kid in my culture, like they don't have much room left for what you're talking about. That right. seems overwhelming to me. You know, and, and, but that's where, that's where the fight is. I mean, yeah. ultimately, that's where we have to dig in. Yeah, it's a fight with time. And I think what we have to trust, uh, if, if I could Jesus juke us a little bit in juke this us, moment. Baby, juke us, come on. <laughs> I think that's where we have to trust in those moments that, that as a teenager's heart begins to be transformed into being more like Jesus where they begin to live out what Jesus earned for them in the perfect life, what he's claimed for them in holiness and righteousness, as they begin to understand that and live that out, that that would begin to transform the other things in their life and that that would begin to transform even the choices that they make and the activities that they're, and not to say that when somebody begins walking with Jesus that they stop doing all these other things, but maybe they begin doing all these other things as a mission field which adds on to that discipling environment um, that we've been talking about. So oh, rec cool. reclaiming some of those moments. Yeah, because an adult, yeah. adult, an adult volunteer or a student pastor that has one of these kinds of students that begins to equip them to be a missionary on their volleyball team or the math team or the band or whatever it is, that connection with that adult as they're training them to be a missionary. Right that's one of these other really important relationships. It's good. It's good. Well, Ben, thank you, man. Yeah. Um, thank you guys. Take, take a moment and uh, tell everybody where they can find you on social media, uh, that world. Yeah. And then also from a resource standpoint, 
how Lifeway can can help folks that are listening as well. Perfect. So uh, social media wise, at Ben Trueblood on all of the stuff. So uh, be would love to connect with you guys there. And then the two books, uh, A Different College Experience is the one meant for high school seniors and young co- people beginning their college journey, uh, as well as parents to read alongside of them. And uh, Within Reach is the other book that has the research in it, and that one's written towards a church leader audience. So there's gonna be practical, some of the stuff we've talked about today, really practical action steps according to the research. And uh, yeah. Great, awesome, man. Awesome. Thanks for Thank taking you, Ben. Time, Appreciate man. it, Ben. Yeah, thank See you, guys. Yep. I like Ben. He's the man. Yeah, man, those guys are and gals are getting it done, man. I mean, they're just super committed. So digging in specifically, Jody, what do you think about the whole three, um, three adults to one kid idea? Well, I think that's attainable. I think that's where I, when I, even before, you know, when we were setting up the interview there, like that's kind of the thing where that's it. That's a, that's within reach for any given context, right? And yeah, right. Yeah. And that's why, call, that's why I called the book within reach. And you should go out yeah. and buy the book, by the way. Um, if you're listening, um, we'll put it in the show notes page. But yeah, I mean, it's, that is within reach. That's a fairly, and if they can, and they've, they've discovered these, you know, through this research, they've discovered this as a thing that can really make a huge difference there. And I would even add to it, one of the things, don't miss this because we didn't spend a lot of time. Part of that is in the training. So friends, if you're listening and you don't feel like you do a great job training your workers right now and specifically training them in this area, this would be an area where you may also, another takeaway would be to say, hey, I probably need to learn how to train my adults, learn how to invest in them. And that would be where you just have to become a little bit of an expert in that area. And honestly, one little secret in that, and we could, we could probably do a whole episode on this, but have we done an episode on this before on like training workers? Has that happened? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it a lot, but I don't know if we did yeah. a whole episode. Well, one, one, one specific, one, one big secret here is, you know, when, when I got to do trainings at churches and Jody, when you go out and do trainings or at conferences and all that stuff, here's how it started. It started with you with a piece of paper going, hey, how are five ways that I think an adult could do a better job investing in a kid from a discipleship standpoint? And then you write down five ideas and then you flesh those out and then you share them with your leaders. Do a little research, make yourself look like a professional, and then boom, you know. And so it's taking the time to be intentional about that. But ultimately, it's funny. We 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 think like youth pastors, and so we say, "Well, oh, obviously, my goal would not just be help a kid have fun and enjoy this. I would want them to also be discipled." We think right. like that, but I don't think necessarily our volunteers all automatically think that way. I think some no, of them I, think, I don't man, think if so I show either. up on Sunday morning and I keep the kids in line and make sure those seventh grade guys don't do anything stupid, I'm doing a pretty good job. Yeah. I don't think we, well, so I, we spent all day yesterday here uh, with all of our student ministry guys from all the campuses working on. You do training. more meetings than anybody I know, just for once. Oh my gosh. Tell me about it, man. Tell me about it. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole nother episode. Um, but we were talking about this idea, how do we better equip and train our volunteers, uh, for, 
for ministry and specifically kind of for our uh, approach to that um, and philosophy of that. And, you know, one of the things that continues to come out is that as, as student pastors, we often make a lot of assumptions about other people um, and other, particularly our volunteers, but even other student pastors. And so some things that may seem very, like, even like you're saying, oh, that obvious about investing, that that may not be the case when it comes to your volunteers or your leaders. They, they may not do that. And the other thing is, I think some of them may see the importance of that. They may want to do that, but they don't know how. And so, again, for you, it may seem really obvious, uh, you know, how to show up at a game, how to send a letter or a card, how to have a conversation even with a student that you may not know super well. Um, but a lot of your volunteers probably aren't as comfortable, don't know how to do that as naturally as you do. And if you're not intentionally thinking through that training, then you're, you're really short. You're, you're kind of being short-sighted when it comes to the effectiveness of your, of your team. So you, I think you have to always come in without assumption. Yeah. Yeah. For real, man. That's just huge. It just matters. Yeah, yep. That's good. It's good. Well, good episode. I do recommend the book. I have it. I bought it after the interview. And yeah, um, it's and good. It's, and it's not. It's, it's not. Good. It's not a huge book. Like you could. Nah, it's easy. No, it's an easy read, and it's and it's um, it's well written. So yep, it's good. Yeah, I had to buy it though. You know, I mean, Ben, you you'd have thought Ben could have just handed it. <laughs> there was a whole stack of them, literally fifteen yards from where we were talking. But listen, man, you know, you're an author. You got to make that money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's comical is what that is. Three three years in it, I got my first royalty check the other day. I probably shouldn't even say that kind of stuff out loud. Three years in. I'm very thankful. I know I'm not complaining, but it's just I, sometimes it when I'm talking to guys that are like, hey, write a book, write, write, a, book, write a book, write a book. And I'm like, just be just make sure you understand one thing about that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and and it sounds really cool getting a royalty check. I mean, you know. Oh, I don't mind saying it out loud. It was fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was gonna. Again, say. I probably shouldn't say that kind of stuff out loud, but I'm just. I kind of wear it all out there in the open. Fifty dollars. Oh, so that was my after three years. Now I had I a little bit. It. To be fair, I had a. You know, you get up front, you get like a whatever. Oh yeah, sure. advance or whatever. It was a million. It was a million dollars on the advance. Right? <laughs> so, that, so yeah, okay, it wasn't not even close. Um, or even in, yeah. so, uh, so, the moral of the story is, I think what everyone's learned today is if you want to make money. In the youth world, <laughs> it's through podcasting, podcasting and, book and writing. writing books. Oh, yeah. So much money. So much money. <laughs> that's so funny. That, I do get that question a lot and from people. I'm like, uh, no, nope, definitely yeah, not yeah. rolling. Podcasting did not add to, uh, yeah. add to the coffer. It's all good. But, hey, um, but the, reward, hey, this, the reward is through the people. The people. It's the, hey, the people. listen, you're. Jewels in your crown, right? <laughs> so, um, one thing I was through say, things like this, though. I had lunch the other day with Jack Dodge. Jack, if you've listened to this point, you're a great guy. Jack is one of our listeners, and I had he, he's close, he's nearby, and so he came over. He's doing some school stuff nearby, and and he and I had lunch. So that part is worth it, man, because Jack's a great guy, dude. Getting married, or hopefully at some point in the future, you know, he's thinking, and um, I hope his girlfriend doesn't listen. Yeah, I hope so too. Because I may have just thrown something. Yeah, like a you potential. You may have just started something. something that he now has to. Yeah, they're just girlfriends at this point, boyfriend, boyfriend. But I think they both know they they kind of like each other a lot. 
Derek mm. kind of in love. Come on, Jack. What you waiting for, man? Yeah. Dude, what if we had our first proposal? On on air? On, on air. <laughs> no pressure, man. Yeah, okay, whatever. But all 13 listeners are listening in to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah so. uh, hey, I'll put links to uh, the all of Ben's stuff in the show notes page as well as the book. I'm also going to link to episode seven, I believe, which was with Steve Parr. He's with the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. Uh it's a it's a book now. When when he was on originally, that that was fairly new, but a book called um, "Why They Stay." So yeah, similar, good. similar topic and research. Although it's the the stuff with Ben is newer. They just have done that, so maybe helpful if you're curious about all of that. Uh, yeah, so head over to the show notes page at thelongerhaul.com/slash/episode086. Again, make sure you subscribe to the show, and if you haven't already joined our super secret podcast group, man, we would love to have you join that group. Uh, we like those guys. It's yeah, fun. It's good, and we do, we, we haven't done any giveaways in there a while. We need to do some more. Yeah. So, True. It's been busy. It's yeah. like, I don't know, I had somebody, I had to go move or something. But Anyway, I think that'll about do it for today. That's it. Got anything else? Catch you next week. It's good. Cool. Later. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com.